Hello and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield and I am the co-director of charts at Billboard. Joining me as always is Billboard.com senior editor Katie Atkinson. Hello, Katie. Hi, Keith. How are you? Doing quite well. How are you? I am splendiferous. <laughs> um, the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the week's big pop news, fun chart stats and stories, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. This week on the show, we'll be talking all things boy bands. Oh, yeah. We'll be busting out some choreography, doing some (laughs) harmonizing, um, as our very special guest is 98 Degrees this week. The guys stopped by the office recently to talk about their new My 2K tour with Dream, O-Town, and Ryan Cabrera. It's a TRL lineup if it's, I ever heard one. Boy, it's that flashback moment right there. <laughs> Tickets are already on sale for the trek, which kicks off on July 8th. We also played a fun chart-based trivia game with the band, uh, which they were surprisingly good at. They knew their stuff. They they've clearly have been, been, stu- been studying those Billboard charts. Plus, we've got news on Drake's big week on the charts. The hip-hop star has a smashing debut atop the Billboard 200 with his new Views album, scoring his sixth consecutive number one album. In addition, Drake also jumps to number one on the Billboard Hot 100 with One Dance, giving him his first number one as a lead artist and his third number one overall. But first... Before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on iTunes so you won't miss a single episode, and give us a rating or review while you're at it. If you have any questions for us, feel free to tweet us at Keith underscore Caulfield or KT Atkinson. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit iTunes.com slash Billboard Podcasts, or I think you can just go to Billboard.com and search for podcasts, and you can find a whole homepage full of podcasts. A whole slew of podcasts. There's a whole slew of podcasts. There's a whole slew of podcasts. <laughs> Don't know why I did that. How's the views from the top of the charts this week, Drake? <laughs> hey Mighty good, uh... methinks. Drake's fourth studio album, Views, debuts atop the Billboard 200 this week, giving the artist his sixth consecutive number one album. Make sure to check out all of our coverage about Drake's big week um, on Billboard.com. We've got lots of stories about Drake and how we've been following the uh, trajectory of the album over the past week and how it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So make sure to visit Billboard.com for all of our lore details. About all things Drake. All things Drake. Did you know, Katie, that Drake now has as many number one albums as both Michael Jackson and Mariah Carey? I did not know that. All three of them now each have six number one albums. Which means he will at some point probably have more than them. Probably. Yeah, if he continues the way he's going. Yeah, people think, um, well, also, Michael didn't have a whole ton of albums really Mm, that's Um, true and a lot of people assume that Off the Wall was a number one album but it wasn't Mm. his first number one was Thriller but then you know he was pretty consistent Thriller Bad uh, Dangerous uh, History um, Invincible were all number ones and then his sixth number one was uh, This Is It This Is It but he, he didn't have a whole lot of studio albums unlike say Drake who has put out a whole bunch of like four studio albums and two mixtapes yeah so, he's, you know. Was it as prolific as Drake? It's a little different. It's time, a different time. Different artist, different time, mm-hmm. different era, you know. Um, also, 
can you guess how many hip-hop acts have earned at least six number one albums? Truth be told, this is actually a list in front of Katie right now, so she's not actually guessing. <laughs> then again, yeah, you, it, you're, you're, already, you're already looking at it, yeah. Is it five, Keith? <laughs> Just in, just off the top of my head. In fact, yes, there are there have been five hip hop acts. I mean, why can't you let me look good? Well, I wanted I I don't know I didn't want it to be complete. I mean, that's kind of an obvious setup. Um, so Drake now has six number ones, as we said. Um, that ties Nas, who also has six, and ahead of them both are Kanye West and Eminem, who each have seven number ones, and Jay Z, who has oh you know thirteen, just thirteen number one albums. Just thirteen. That's crazy. Yeah, he um. I think I, 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 he doesn't have the most of all time. That's the Beatles. Um, but Jay-Z's up there when it comes to just the most overall number mm-hmm. ones. And basically, anytime Jay-Z puts out an album, it's probably going to be number one. It's like serious, uh, you know, consistency and serious, like, relevancy for this long. Yeah. So nice job, Jay-Z. Yeah. And nice job to Drake. Yay, Drake. Yep. Over on the Billboard Hot 100, Drake also rules the roost with his Views single, One Dance. The title jumps from number two to number one and gives Drake his first number one as a lead artist. I've been pulling for Drake on this for a long time. I think so is Drake. Yes, and Drake has really been pulling for this for Drake Drake, for a long time. Drake has been pulling for Drake for a while. (laughs) Um, He's had two number ones previously, but they were both where he was the featured act on a song. And and both of those songs happened to be by Rihanna. Uh, Work. Uh, and what's my name? Yep, uh, and they count as number one. So he has a total of three number one singles, but something probably a little bit more special for the artist when it's actually their song yeah. as the lead, as opposed to them guesting on someone's his song. baby. It's his. Well, so that is all of our exciting Drake-related chart updates for this week. Um, now, does that mean it's time to talk about boy bands, Keith? Now it's time. Ta- <laughs> now it's time to talk about boy bands. Outstanding. Time to talk about boy bands. This is the start of a weekly boy band segment I hope to have here on Pop Shop. My eyes just widened for a second. Um, I didn't I didn't realize the fandom that Katie had for boy bands until I mentioned that we could sort of do a themed episode around 98 Degrees and, and the idea of boy bands. Kind of like we did a couple weeks ago. For our girl groups. For girl groups. Chili. Which, yeah, and, and I have, you know... a. a a, a good passion for girl groups yes um you definitely led the the charge on girl groups uh, and here i am yeah you will be leading the discussion <laughs> on boy bands because i just don't have the same sort of boy band affection well okay so a few things one thing i think that needs to be said is that i attended high school between the With years of band? 1996 and 2000 it's just prime like Britney uh, boy band time, like right. where I was, you know, 16 when they just came back with a vengeance. And, you know, it started with um, Backstreet Boys and then NSYNC followed soon after. And I think if you had told me, like, as an alternative loving, t- uh, you know, middle schooler that I was going to, you know, all of a sudden be super into the next coming of New Kids on the Block, I would have laughed at you. Because you were a fan of, like, Oasis and Blur yeah. when you were oh, yeah. in junior high. Yeah, and I mean, just much cooler music. And then I just reverted. I was I was just all in on boy bands. like, And it wasn't ironic. It was just a pure, unadulterated love. Hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that the time period kind of explains it. Because while I appreciate from afar the One Directions and the Wanteds of the world, I don't have the passion 
obviously that their fans have for those groups because I'm not like the age range that like can get really into like who's my favorite member of One Direction and all that because yeah. it was Backstreet and Sync for me. I think um, the the conversation should start with like what is a boy band? Yes, because um, Katie and I were actually talking about this. It's very easy to define what a girl group is because there are so few music groups where all the members are women. Um, unlike in music, where most bands are guys. Right. So that makes it difficult to define what a boy band is. It, it begs the question, if a group just has a bunch of sort of young guys in it, does that make them a boy band automatically? And I feel like you and I are not, like, 100% in line on this because I wanted to come on in and be like, if they play instruments, they're not a boy band. But then that takes out something like the Jonas Brothers. Right. And... I mean, they're a boy band, you know, so I really can't categorically say that. I think unfortunately or fortunately, I don't know. It really kind of depends on their 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 marketing and their appeal and how they're promoted. Their fan base. Their fan base. If it's if it's kind of if if you are a group that is kind of appealing towards kind of a teen female audience, um, then maybe you're a boy band. So maybe the Beatles started out as a boy band and then they evolved into like a well now what we would call a classic rock group yeah. but like in the actual 60s just a rock group because i my mom and dad talk about the the time when it switched from my mom was a gigantic beatles fan to when it got into like the more psychedelic kind of weird situation and all of a sudden my dad was like where do these guys come from they're awesome you know what i mean suddenly your dad was like who are these beatles yeah <laughs> I'm quite liking this uh, uh, this revolution number nine. But track. yeah, so maybe there's also, there can be an evolution from boy band to, you know, just rock band. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, you know, look at Nick Jonas. He, you know, sort of grew out of like Jonas Brothers. Yeah. Kind of like teen dream thing to sort of like hunky male, like solo pop star, just like Justin Timberlake. Yeah. I mean, Justin Timberlake is embraced by like guys and girls pop and rock you know he's kind of all over the place mm-hmm. and michael jackson did the same thing and you know i think it depends on you know the sound of you and the how your music's promoted I, unfortunately i think a lot of it in terms of boy bands has to do with are you positioned as kind of like teen dream fodder for girls that are like growing up whether you like it or not whether you like it, whether or not. that's what you want or not yeah, yeah. And, and it's not and, and that's why a lot of boy bands sort of like try to escape that yeah, tag they kind of like flinch at that yes. like that sort of tag on them that's why i kind of like five seconds of summer like they sort of embraced it they're like cool call us a boy band we know we're not like a typical boy band yeah. we want to be like green day or blink 182 or something but if you if that's what you want to call us, like people are coming to our shows, so Blink whatever. Blink one eighty two was kind of kind of a boy band in a way. I mean, mm. they weren't like assembled. They weren't. It wasn't like a a assembly line group. Prefab. It wasn't a prefab group. I think that also has something to do with it. If you're a prefab group where you're sort of like recruited by like a Svengali or like a management company or something, you know, Spice Girls were cobbled together from advertisements i think uh the wanted was the put monkeys. together the same way the monkeys famously, O-Town. The, the monkeys was designed as a beatles knockoff yeah, yeah. for tv yeah um that said um <laughs> basically what, we no one knows <laughs> no one knows <laughs> but there's there's our very vague guidelines there's our yeah there, there's, <laughs> no one knows what a boy band is tell us what you think a boy band is like you know are the beatles a boy band tweet us tweet us tell us what you think um hashtag are they a boy band um <laughs> What are some now? I don't. 
What are some of your favorite boy bands? Do you have like three boy bands that are your favorites? Katie? Absolutely. It was kind of hard to narrow it down because I like a lot of groups. And oh, actually, boy. one of my favorites, and I told them this when we spoke with them, is 98 Degrees. I had their poster on my wall. Our comment was always that they were the, the highest percentage of hotness in a boy band. Anyway, they were, they were, they, they were very uh, 90 degrees. Very pretty. They were and continue to be. Yeah. Uh, quite hunky. Yes. Um, very true. That's a very tacky word. So they were one of my favorites, but I when, when narrowing it down to my top three, um, I, my number one without question was NSYNC. Because that's like where I fell in love with boy bands, I think, and where I just embraced it wholeheartedly. I, I, was there a video that just made you like... The, the song, the, the song was tearing up my heart that mm. I like fell in love with, which was their second single. The first one was "I Want You Back," but when "Tearing Up My Heart" came out, I was like, "This song is just too good." And I remember it was back before, you know, you could just pull up a song on demand on the internet. You had to find this. You had to wait for it on MTV. Oh, uh, we, on the radio. my cousin and I, taped it off of the radio, as one did. Back yeah, then. that's what you did. and then to replay it, it was like you know the first nine seconds were cut off because I was scrambling to get the cassette to record or whatever but we would re-listen to the version recorded off the radio so that was the song by far that like started it all and then they just got better and better their albums got better and better their dancing got better and better um their second album which uh was the best-selling uh album no well in terms until it, it had uh, the largest sales week ever uh, no strings attached when it sold over 2.4 million copies in a single week until uh, Adele's 25 until Adele's came 25 around. Came around. Um, uh, that album had It's Gonna Be Me, Bye Bye Bye, Massive also. But the ultimate album is Celebrity. Really? Their final album. Yes, I love that album. There's some really good songs that would still be like legitimately great pop songs on the radio today on that album. I think that's the, the difference between sort of the New Kids era and the NSYNC era is that the NSYNC songs – Com- generally for the most part compared to new kids in like 88 89 90 mm-hmm. those new kids songs don't hold up as well right but like girlfriend with nelly right that's an amazing song gone which was kind of like here meet solo justin timberlake <laughs> and there that was the first unsing song that at first unsing single that didn't have any lead vocals from anyone but Justin. It was just Justin and the rest of the guys sang his backup, basically. Hmm. So that was kind of like, and we saw, I went and saw them um, in concert for that tour. And the concert was before the album came out, which was crazy. So we were hearing these songs for the first time in, you know, a um, giant ballpark. Kind of like the Pop Odyssey tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so Gone, we heard for the first time. And it was like Justin just kept singing, and it, Justin just never stopped singing. And we're like, what's happening? Why is Justin the only one singing? It was the only song that we had heard like that, and we were totally blown away by it. But, you know, to this day, still loving the solo Justin. So we have sync. NSYNC. Uh, NSYNC. Uh, oh, you, you keep Number going. Number one, always. No, I'm good. I'm great. No, you don't have three? No, I thought we were going to move on to one of your choices. Oh, sure. I don't really have three, though. That's the problem. Okay, you want me to keep going then? Yeah, I kind of do. Okay, then I'll keep going. Boys to Men. Really? Yes. Wow. And they, I also think, are just kind of defy the whole boy band label, if you really think about it. Because they're they're a traditional R&B group, basically. They're they're an R&B vocal group. But they're dudes, and all my lady friends love them. And, like, to me, they're kind of a bo- a dude vocal group it's kind of a boy band yeah i wonder does that does that make jodeci a boy band 
Yeah, I don't know. I was never super into Jodeci, so I don't know if that's like if they had the same kind of. It's because it's because Boys to Men had big pop hits, were MTV staples, whereas Jodeci yes. had a slightly different kind of audience. They were very R and B focused. And um, I kind of think when Jonas Brothers came out and they were wearing all the like matching pastels, it made me immediately think of when Boys to Men came out in like Motown Philly. Yeah. That their whole style, I remember them being on Fresh Prince Bel Air, like when they were really new and Motown Philly had just come out. And they were wearing like pastel plaids and bow ties and were super preppy. And um, anyway, so like they definitely had the boy band vibe back then with just that style, you mm-hmm. know? Like, um, but then On Bended Knee is like one of my favorite songs. Still. You know, it's unfortunate <laughs> that Boys to Men really never had a hit um, outside of ballads. That's well, Motown Philly. Well, Motown Philly was their was big their first like single. introduction, and, and that then, was definitely upbeat. And then after that, they they was mostly just they ballad, went full ballad, ballad after ballad after yeah, ballad. Water runs dry. Water runs dry on bended knee. One I'll make day, love to I'll you. I'll make love to you. Yeah, yeah, all those. Yeah, massive. There, 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 there were some. They tried occasionally, but it was mostly ballads, and you know. Stick they to, were great at it. Stick to what you do really well. The two album is my favorite, Roman numeral two. Mm-hmm. So good. Um, I can I can give you at least one boy please, band please. that I really like. Uh, McFly, which they would probably flinch at me calling them a boy band. However. 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 Um, because they're, they're four guys from the UK, from England, who actually play their own instruments, write their own music. Um, they're like a proper band. But at the same time... They were, you know, very appealing and, and kind of marketed towards kind of like a teen tween girl thing. Yeah. And I didn't actually sort of know who they were until a couple years into their career when I don't even know what it, I think it might have been something really like sort of tacky. Like they were they were also kind of kind of aggressively marketed to the gays, which is why I probably stumbled onto them. Like. <laughs> Like and you know that's that also happens a lot with the boy bands too. Like, especially in England, which are a lot more sort of loose with how they're marketed. Yeah. Like they don't have a lot of qualms with like putting them putting boy bands on the cover of like you know gay magazines yeah. or like they pose half naked or they do interviews with gay press or like yeah whatever. Yeah. In America, a little bit different. Right. Right. Like you know it would be kind of a big... as if a, a guy liking a guy group could all of a sudden not allow a girl to like them. Is how America sees it. America's really weird and backwards in <laughs> many ways. We're working on it. Especially back, you know, in the 90s and the 2000s. Yes. You know, anytime earlier than that. But McFly, like, like, um, I think I probably I probably saw them in the way that their marketing probably wanted me to see them. Like, oh, four cute guys that are, like, you know, taking their shirts off in a magazine. I'm like, mm, okay. Listen to the music. I'm like, oh, my goodness. This is actually, like, cool, catchy, fun music. Right. Um, and... I've had the great opportunity to actually like interview them here in LA when they came through a couple years ago. I've talked to Tom from the band on the phone before. We've so, looked at all the adorable photos of him and his baby. Oh my god! <laughs> um, and uh, Harry Judd's like zero percentage body fat, and, and now he has a baby. Um, it's like funny, like they're dads now. Yeah, like, like they're two- coming back, right? Um, yeah, they're they're going on tour this summer. Um, they're actually playing shows in the UK. They're doing. Basically, they're going to play, I think it's like four cities, and in each city there's, they're going to do a couple shows, and at each show they're going to play the entirety of like one or two albums. Okay. Oh, that's own. really fun. Like from start to finish, all that's the way so in a row. That's so huge for fans. So I like, love that. If you're like a crazy diehard fan, you yeah. may want to try to go to all of the shows. Right. And like hear all the songs, especially songs that you probably haven't heard in a really long time. Or never heard performed live Maybe, if they're album cuts. Yeah, like yeah. some deep album cut. 
like I was watching a I was watching a um they were doing like a live stream on Facebook promoting the tour and Dougie who's a member of the group was like are we even going to do Potty Girl and it's like a single from um, Above the Noise okay and Tom's like it's on the album we'll be doing it and he's like Okay. okay. And it's clearly like there was like, <laughs> like in retrospect, they're like, oh, we have to do that again. They're probably also like, we've got to learn how to play that again. Yeah. That, you know? <laughs> you have to like rehearse all these songs. Yeah. Dozens of songs that you probably haven't done in a very long time. That's amazing. So That's I, so fun. I, I enjoy them a lot. And um, they're, they're a hoot. They're, they're also like, like when you, when you sort of get to know them through like social media, like they're hilarious. Like yeah. Tom, like is so great as a vlogger and as like sort of quasi dad vlogger now. Yeah, everyone should go look at him and his adorable son, who he sings with, and it's so cute. He just had another kid. Oh my goodness! There's a, there's another star coming on the video. I know <laughs> so so many little McFlies. Um, so that's really the the one I want to talk about. So back to you for your third. Well, one. I wanted to throw you one curveball. One that I'm sure you've heard of, but like probably you're going to be like them. No, I love Blur, but I, I don't really think band. of them as a boy band. Yeah. Although Damon Albarn is very dreamy. Bon Jovi. No, I put down B.B. Mac. B.B. Mac. It's Do you a, remember B.B. Mac? It's a boy band who doesn't dance. They don't. They did not dance. There's no dancing. They had like little like stickers where they were like no dancing. They were very like it was very actually similar to Boys to Men like harmonies. It was all about like the, their harmonies together. They were British and played mm-hmm. instruments. Yeah, and they um their biggest hit was Back Here. Yep. And um that's the one that like introduced them. But then they also had kind of like a weird out of left field TRL hit with Ghost of You and Me. It was just a big video hit. And um, their album was called Sooner or Later, the, the first album that had back here on it. And I loved this album, like, so much. And there were a f- couple of songs on there that weren't singles at all that are just magnificent. So if you like boy bands and or BB Mac at all, definitely listen to Love is Leaving and I Can Tell. And they're both super, like, harmonized, beautiful songs. My mom didn't mind me listening to this one in the car because she's a music teacher and she just really liked their harmonies. Oh. So um, I would bother her with this one all the time. They're from Liverpool, where great music comes from. Um, And there was a guy named Stee in the group. Stee. (laughs) S-T-E. It's a short for for Steven. But they pronounced it Stee. They called him Stee instead of Steve. I think that's a very common... Is it British? It's a British thing? I think it's a British thing. I'm assuming. It's like a shorthand, like, instead of calling someone, like, Stephen, you call them Steve. Yeah, Stee. (coughs) They also have a lovely cover of Extremes More Than Words. You are going in deep here on this BB (laughs) Max stuff. I had to make, like, so many notes to be like, mention this and mention this. I was like, how much more are you going to tell me about this? That's all I got about BB Max. Then again, I rambled about, like, McFly (laughs) and them being shirtless on gay magazines. I just want to bring BB Max back. That's That's all I'm trying to do here. Um... Well, do you have like, uh, well, you've already talked about their favorite songs. Yes. So I was going to ask you, the follow-up was, what are some of your favorite songs? Um, I actually have, um, should we do this now? Sure. I have a manila envelope in front of me. And it is um, actually uh, from uh, when Teen Pop was huge. Back in sort of the late late nineties, Tur- turn of the millennium, we at Billboard we would get tons and tons of promotional stuff, like paper promotional things, like CDs, posters, things, stickers, stickers, that sort of thing. Um, and we decorated our wall in the office with all this stuff. And um, I've kept it ever since because it's such like a, a fun time capsule of items from that era of also pop groups that you've probably forgotten existed. And so I don't think Katie's ever actually seen no, any of this stuff. No, never. 
So, I mean, some of them are like girl groups. Like, it really here- is. Like, we just dug up a time capsule. Absolutely. Here's, here's, <laughs> a, here's a cover of Willa Ford's I Want to Be oh, Bad. Oh, Willa Ford. Yeah. Uh, I love Willa Ford. TRL, um, for sure. Ooh. Dream. Oh, wow, it's her single. Hey, it's the it's the cover of Dreams He Loves You Not single. Oh, Dream you is might, going on tour yeah, with My 2K. Dream will be on the My 2K tour with 98 Degrees. Um, There's such babies here. Now they're moms, and this is going to be awesome. Remember uh, Take 5, uh, their single Shake It Off? Uh, Probably not, huh? I guess I don't. I'm trying to look for a year on this. 2000. I should know that. What about 5? Don't fight it, baby. Oh, 5 I saw in concert. They warmed up for Mandy Moore at the Fowlerville Fair Five in Michigan. A British boy band. <laughs> um, Christian boy band, plus one. Oh, is the plus one Jesus? Probably. <laughs> um, O-Town with the single cover for Liquid Dreams. Also on my 2K. I wonder what they could be talking about when they talk about Liquid, liquid Dreams. Liquid Dreams. Hmm. Maybe when you're underwater dreaming? Probably. It's kind of, it goes with that Clay Aiken song. <laughs> if I were invisible. <laughs> Just don't read too much into these things. Yeah. You know, um, O-Town is going on tour, of course, with 98 Degrees as well. Um, and sadly, though, Ashley Parker Angel will not be in O-Town. That's a bummer. He's not with them anymore. But Ashley Parker Angel is... Jacob, uh, Dan, Trevor, and Eric will all be there. Wait, how do you know their names? Oh, their names are on it. Never mind. <laughs> um, you were going to be so, like, terrified or impressed. I don't know. I, I'm only picking out know. the boy bands now. Oh, here's one. Youngstown. Remember Youngstown? Oh, I do remember Youngstown. Ooh, Soul Decision. They're sort of a boy band. Oh, I can sing this. Yeah. Do you remember? Uh, actually, I really loved them. They That song Faded, right? Yeah. Kind of faded, but I feel all right. Sure. I right. like that song. Something called Rare Blend with a song called Boom, Boom, Boom. Nope. Nope. They look. Wait, that guy was in Color Me Bad. No, I don't think so. No. no. He just has the same goatee and no. facial hair. No. I'm doing some research when I get back to my desk. Color Me Bad was like 10 years before that. Yeah, but that guy in the center. Here, I'm setting that to the side. Oh, Rare think, blend. I think this group is called VP215. Maybe they're from the 215 area code. That's not a great name. I think they're sort of a... She. I don't know. Well, that's the name of the song. I like how all of them are doing, like, prayer hands. You know, <laughs> it's a special time in pop music. Oh, my God. Um, let's see. I uh, feel like I definitely spot some tribal tattoos in there, too. Ooh, here's here's a nice name. Youth Asylum. with a song called Jasmine. Man, have they got some ugly sweaters. Oh, man. Whoa, they're so young, too. I know. Like, these two here look like they're maybe, like, 10, 11. Wow. Mm. Youth Asylum. Youth Setting that aside, too. Youth Asylum, tell us where you're at. Fifth Ring with something called Can't Say. Wow. Yeah, that's a quality wow. photo. Now, that... If you would have shown me that photo, I would have been like, that's clearly one of the Menudos. Right. <laughs> one... one a uh, batch of menudos. Um, this uh, this promo CD is for uh, PC, I believe. Oh, for it stands for Fat Chance. Um, <laughs> and it says, on the back of it, it says, it's not your average boy band, just pure plugged-in pop rock. In stores, August 28th, 2001. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, these guys strike me as, like, they were really trying to, like, not be a boy band. You know, some of these... Uh, some of these uh, photos, you kind of think that they're sort of jokey, because back then we, we would get all sorts of stuff. This is a full album from a group called First Love, and no offense to the gentlemen of First Love, but the the photos are just not incredibly uh, a great look. They'd probably agree with you. They probably agree <laughs> at this, this point. This is a full on album produced, executive produced by Jack White, um, not the Jack White <laughs> of the White Stripes. I- 
was just rendered speechless for a second there. <laughs> um, the four guys in this group are named Delane, Peanut, Toby, and Phil. Yep, yep, yep. yep, yep. There you go. Oh. <laughs> I feel like we need to put some of these on Twitter, Keith. Yeah, we probably should. Um, <laughs> Oh, wow. Ooh, hey, don't forget about LFO. Oh, I loved LFO. And Rich, one of their members, passed away. LFO was about great. About five years ago. LFO, yeah, Rich, L- Rich LFO, Cronin. LFO had some big hits, too. Management, Louis J. Perlman, here right. for LFO. Not quite a boy band, but half a boy band and half a girl group. It's the A-teens. Gotta love the A-teens. Oh, I remember the A-teens. Yeah. Pop till you drop. Um, I always... This is not a boy band. I'm skipping all the ones that are not boy bands, but this one I have to pause on. His name is Don Phillip. And um, um, at the time, he was 24-year-old Don Phillip, hailing from Miami, Florida, has music in his soul, Hmm. says the back of this CD. Um, And the song is called You Make Me Love You More. Now, the single cover is really rather, mm, I don't know, a little, I need it, a a little, I don't know. (laughs) It's a, it's a wide stance. It's a wide stance. It's that guy on the subway where you're like, dude. You're like, do you really need to take three seats with each knee on either side of you? How much do you want to love me? And that's, wait, that is no. <laughs> no what? He's 24. That can't be your photo for your single. Evidently it was. <laughs> um, here is what appears to be sort of an R&B hip hop girl group called Code 5. The name of the single is What's Your Name, Girl? And it's You Are. Mm. Um, they were on Electra Records back in the day. Here we go. Okay. They all kind of look like sort of little also Romeos. really young. Very young. That kid in the front is not 10 yet. Um, wow. And then uh, I love this one, Three Below, with Dominic, Dino, and, well, I, the font is so hard to read. It's <laughs> JT? LT? Maybe Katie can figure this one out. <laughs> Three below. Mm-hmm. TJ. TJ, sure. <laughs> it's an LT. LT. Oh, man. Maybe we can put some of these on Twitter. We'll, we can share them. Yes, we're definitely going to have to put a few of these we, on Twitter. We, we can, we can uh, share magical. these. I'm setting these three aside for some further research okay. on the internet. <laughs> this is further research. Um, well, after that flashback, I think it's time to get to someone who was not in our flashback wall. Um, uh but oh. what if I want to quiz you first? Oh, there's something that's not in the script. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, there's, there's, a, there's a quiz Keith element. This is a flashback to um, the girl group uh, week okay. when uh, Keith shared a game that he had played with RuPaul, uh, actually. Category is girl group. So now we have category is boy bands. And oh. we have the first names of a, a handful of boy bands. Okay. And you need to guess who the boy band is. I think I'm going to do okay at this. I think some of them are, are pretty... Pretty easy. So we'll start with some easier. We'll start with some uh, softballs. Warm-ups. Um, Chris. Joey. And sync. I didn't think you needed more than that. Uh, Jason. Howard. Oh, take that. Oh, man. That's quick. That's actually really good. Jason, Mark, Howard, Gary, Mark, Gary, and Robbie. Robbie. Um, I guess I should have said Lance, JC, and Justin also for NSYNC. Yeah. Um, Jay. Tom. Max. Siva. Oh, oh, the wanted. And Nathan. Nathan. Once you say Siva. <laughs> I know. I figured like, Siva that, might be a, a giveaway. <laughs> the lovely Nathan Sykes, a former uh, Pop Shop podcast guest. Yes. Ricky. Menudo. No. Michael. I, let's go oh, point. Magician. Oh, wow. Man, you are really quick. Bobby, Ronnie, and Ralph. Bobby, Martin, Ricky, and Mike? 
and and Johnny, don't forget Johnny Gill. Who oh came well, in later. he came in later. I, he I replaced Bobby. We specifically wanted to go OG lineups, oh, by the way, okay. which is why Robbie's even in take that. Good luck with Menudo if they're on this list. Don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't mess with that. Uh, Michael, Nathan, Sean, boys to men, and Juan. Yeah, my boys to men. <laughs> um, the East Coast family. BBD. Isaac. Zach. Taylor. Oh, Hanson. <laughs> I was like, Isaac. I'm like, all I could think of was like the love boat, like bartender. This is my personal favorite. Lil Fizz. J-Bug. Oh, B2K. Raz B and Omarion. Yeah, you, that's, you leave Omarion for the end. Okay, last one. Darren. Michael. Q. Q. And Slim. I'm getting you on one. What you're doing? Right I now? said I'm getting you. Um, this is the one that you're not going to get. So it's Slim. Yeah, it, Slim is the most famous member. Immature. Who, no, he um, he has had solo songs and features since an being in this group. group. Yeah, I mean, it's like a B2K. Yeah, but older. Like no, it's not Jodeci. Mm-mm. No, no, that's that would be Casey and JoJo. Duh. Um, you're gonna know it when I tell. Well, I can tell you a song by them. Okay. Peaches and Cream. Oh, 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 it's 112. Yes, 112. All right, we'll leave it on that. When you said Slim, I'm like, oh, I know this is, I know who, <laughs> darn it. Okay, so, now it's time for our guest interview with 98 Yay! Um, Katie masterminded this project, bringing 98 yeah. in. We got a little heads up that they were going to be announcing the My2K Tour, um, which is just a whole, you know, host of nostalgic TRL acts. And um, this is going to be spearheaded by 90 Degrees. They're the headlining act of this tour. And we got to talk to them all about what they're looking forward to on the road. We talked to them about um, the package tour that which they was, went on. Which was their last Their tour. previous nostalgic tour, which they thought might have a little bit more of the, you know, the rabid female fans. Maybe it's going to be a wider audience right. for My2K. And um, they also took a little chart quiz with Keith. And they're clearly, like, very into the charts Although you did stump them with something. And, I did. And informed them of something. Yes. So stay tuned to our interview to find out. And uh, here's 98 Degrees. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Great to be here. Before Katie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the first time they've been here. First time here. they've been yeah. here. Um, we have Nick, Drew, Jeff, and Justin all here. And it's a big day because you guys just announced the summer's My2K tour. You'll be hitting the road with your fellow fellow TRL mainstays, O-Town, Dream, and Ryan Cabrera. Um, Drew, can you tell us a little bit about how this all came together? Uh, yeah. Well, honestly, uh, we went on tour in, in 2013 with New Kids on the Block and Boys to Men. And ever since then, we were kind of thinking of, of hitting the road again and just looking for the right time, right opportunity. Uh, and once this, this tour and this bill kind of came together, we thought it was just too good to too good to pass up. So, um, you know, everybody's making the time, and, and um, we're going to hit the road and headline our, our first tour in... 15 years? Long time, yeah. Yeah, it's been, first it's been headlining tour, so um, we're looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. And are all the performers on the bill people that you guys have met, crossed paths with before, hung out with? 
Well, we toured with Dream uh, quite a few times back in the day, uh, so we were familiar with them. They were they were uh, very popular in the late '90s, early 2000s, of course. But they were uh, Diddy's group, and you know they're his proteges and just lovely girls. And now they've grown up, grown up, and have their own families. But they're getting back into the mix, sound sound as good as ever. Of course, cross paths with with paths with O Town a few times. Met Ryan. Ryan came a little bit after us, but we've known him, been in his presence and around him at parties and things like that for for uh, a few different uh, things but yeah we're excited about the lineup very excited about it and you mentioned um, the package tour it kind of feels like this might be a little crossover as far as the fans coming out so what did you what was that like back in 2013 what were those crowds like Nick uh, they were awesome. I mean, it was a you know sold out arena tour. Uh, you know, forty dates with Boys to Men, ourselves, and New Kids on the Block. So for us, it was kind of the dream experience. You know, Boys to Men was a group that we idolized and, and really kind of crafted ourselves after. So to, to be able to share the stage with them was was a huge honor, and, and to be able to you know share the stage with New Kids was a, was a huge honor. So um, yeah, I mean, it'll be this will be a different experience, but I think that really kind of planted the seed to us for for how special you know getting back together could be, and and uh, and and you know kind of started this conversation evolving to the place we are now where you know where the uh, my 2k tour is is uh, is, a, is a reality and and it's we, gonna happen. we didn't kill each other on the last tour so right. we figure you know we can we can we can always do it on another one yeah yeah so we, 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 we shot give time. ourselves another shot yeah. to, to yeah. make it happen <laughs> actually you'll be seeing uh, the boys men and new kids guys because you're gonna be back on the mixtape festival in pennsylvania mm-hmm. part of and it's gonna be one of your my 2k stops you're gonna have all your tour mates there too yep um so, like, you know, what are you expecting? It's like a supersized version of the package tour, basically, there. Well, we played a mixtape music festival in 2012, and that was really the first time we had gotten together in, in a very long time. And it was a blast. The, the reaction from the fans was great. And, uh, yeah, it was really great to jump back into it. I have to yes. say, sorry, because we're, sh- we're sharing a mic. We've done this before. It was hilarious with Josh Groban. We're like, give me, give me, give me. I still can't get over it. It was called the package tour. I just, just want to just simmer on that. I don't know. I don't understand what's what's the yeah what's the problem? It was a good package. I don't, I don't get it. It, it, was, it was a good package. Yeah. It was a great package. It was a good packaging of groups. Oh, oh right, right. What, what what are you speaking into? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's a microphone. If you hold it too far away from your face, uh, they can't hear you. That's it. it. That's that's you it. Know, no, no innuendos there. Absolutely. Music's always—it's just about the the power of, of interpretation. You know, everyone has their own interpretation. <laughs> That's art, and, and you know, we don't. I'm scared of your imagination. We don't want to infringe honestly. on yours. I mean, it's, 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 turn this back around. On me. Yeah. Like I'm the one who thought. We're, I'm the we're, one who stole the microphone to ask about. And actually, when you did package tour in 2013, that's when 2.0 came out as well. Um, should fans expect any new music this time around? Well, we're not we're not um, making any new music before the tour, but we, you know we're open to you know being around each other again, and writing while we're on the road, and, and you never know what's going to happen afterwards. Um, we have always enjoyed making music with each other and being in the studio and and uh, creating uh, albums, but. Um, before the tour comes out, no, we're not we're not going to do anything. Um, but you know, I never never say never. Never, never say never. Must have some covers on the tour. Yes. Oh, we love we love doing covers. Obviously, you know, we have the songs that we do, but a lot of them are more ballads. Um, so we like to keep the tempo up and the energy up. So we throw in you know lots of fun, hype up tempos to keep the crowd energized, and then you know sprinkle in our romantic love songs here and there. So <laughs> it'll be it'll be a fun uh, it'll be a fun experience for for all the uh, people in the audience. And do you think there'll be any uh, crossover among all the groups that are touring together? Get on stage together at all? 
Well, I mean, Justin's always dreamt of being in Dream. So it's like, you know, just uh, I mean, I think he's misinterpreting uh, my dreams. At some point, he's just going to leave the Dream and just start being in Dream. Um, actually, so Keith here is our co-director of charts at Billboard. And so he had put together a little something to see how well you guys know your chart history. Oh, oh no. Okay. Oh. You about yourself. Yes. Which, song, which song beat you out for the... <laughs> we know all those. <laughs> oh, great. So, uh, old, old wounds. Uh, hey, now. It's, it's all in the past. Okay. Um, so 90 Degrees, of course, has earned eight hit singles on the Billboard Hot 100 and Pop Songs chart, including such smashes as I Do Cherish You and The Hardest Thing along with six hit albums on the Billboard 200 chart. So, as Katie said, we thought we would play a fun little chart trivia game because, you know, it only makes sense. Of course. Um, also, it's, you know, it's fun. It's all fun. Everyone looks very nervous. We are. <laughs> we're back in, back in school. It's, it's, I'm not saying, like, so on this day you were at number 64 the following week. It's not that. I don't know if so, we're ever at 64. <laughs> um, this is an easy one, hopefully. What was the very first single that 98 Degrees charted with on any Billboard chart? Invisible, Invisible Man. Easy, yeah. That's yeah, that's yeah. Easy. We got that one. Yeah, that's that's easy. Right. Um, July 12, 1997, Invisible Man uh, debuted on multiple charts, including the Billboard Hot 100. It started at number 77 and eventually peaked at number 12. See? Okay, Justin, you were worried this, we, is, this is all faked out. No, no, we, we, were, we were just disappointed it didn't break the top ten. <laughs> That's why we remember the number vividly in our head. The top tens came later. You just have to yeah. build. Um, what was 90 Degrees' first number one on a national Billboard chart? Because Billboard has a million different charts. We have like a regional chart, so we're not counting that. And this is kind of tricky. And you don't it did go number it. one. Uh, thank God I found you is the yeah, only right one we there. had that went number one. Uh, uh, well, this was your first number one, and it was actually on our top music videos chart. Oh, 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 oh. the heated up video. Oh, yes. the heated up video. Oh, yeah. oh. That was our yeah. first number one. Yeah, <laughs> the video. The, who knew? Remember yeah. how tired we were when we were making that video? Where's our Where's our oh, plaque man. for that? <laughs> <laughs> we're like falling yeah, we asleep him. in the. Uh, your name was in the, in the It was movie. so long ago. It's a VHS. <laughs> it is a VHS. It's just a VHS. They blew inside a, uh, like a shadow box. <laughs> Someone probably has that award. I, I think I still have. What a feel-good moment! I had no idea. Yeah, he, he just made his day. Here we go. Heated up. Number one movie. Number one. Um, well, you've actually kind of answered this already, but I'm going to ask it anyways because you know uh, you have earned a number one single on the Billboard Hot 100, which is our signature singles chart that we've had since 1958. Um, this is an easy question, but the answer may surprise some people. What was that number one single? Thank God I found you, featuring Mariah Carey and Joe. Well, the other, the other way. <laughs> and 98 Degrees, we we're love there. We're, we're all over that record. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Mariah's lambs might be a little bit pissed off. I love Mariah. She knows that. Um, but yeah, I think some people might be surprised by that because they just assume some other song would have hit number one. But No, we came close on some others, but that's our own, only official number one on the Hot 100. Speaking of coming close, uh, last question. Your Smash single, Give Me Just One Night. Oh, no, no. Uh, peaked in the, I sing that all the time. I'm not joking. <laughs> He's not joking. It comes up all the time. Peaked at number two on the Hot 100 for two weeks. What song were you stuck? You remember? M- music Madonna. by Madonna. 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 
she just wouldn't give it up. No. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> That's and a that crazy limo driver. Oh. Oh, Ollie G. Ollie G. Yeah. yeah. There you go. You guys did great. Yeah. Well, Thank you. No, no, it's all uh, deep we scars. Yeah. Yeah. Now we need therapy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, but but the, there, there there was a silver lining in that heated up was our first number one yes, on the we video on the video chart. <laughs> Take that, Madonna. <laughs> so as you move into prepping for this tour, what can uh, what can fans expect out on this tour? Well, more number one video quality. Yeah. You know, material. Um, no, obviously we're gonna we're gonna perform our our hits um, that people want to hear. But uh, you know, just keeping a keeping a fun, entertaining show. It's it's not just about one particular artist or one particular song. It's about the event of the evening. Uh, you come out, you're gonna just have a lot of fun. All the all the groups are gonna enjoy the tour and have fun and just come out, bring your girlfriends, have some dinner, have some drinks, come to the show. It's gonna be a it's gonna be an event. And um, I feel like your fans probably imagine you guys like hanging out all the time, but I'm sure the tour is actually an excuse to get you together, back together. So when, how do you guys stay in touch when you're not touring? Smoke signals. <laughs> <laughs> Carrier <laughs> telegraph. <laughs> telegraph. <laughs> <laughs> well, Drew and I live in Cincinnati, and Nick has a, a place there, and, and they, of course, have their, their bar, sports bar, restaurant, Lachey's, and so... So they, we see them. I see them more than than he Jeff, wants. but, um, but yeah, but it, we, we we occasionally get Jeff to come in. Yeah, I'll go in there once in a while. I I did get to get a chance to go visit the bar for the first year reunion, which was awesome. I loved it. You know, I kind of was on the road, and my wife was like, "You should go surprise the guys." So I went up there and got to see the bar. It's an, it's an amazing uh, bar. It looks great, but it's harder because we all have families. I yeah. mean, we we grew up and we had kids, and you know, you have responsibilities, and you go out there and hustle. And so we all have been doing our own things uh, individually over the course of the last ten, fifteen years. But again, we had so much fun on the package tour. I mean, that was a dream way to come back for us with Boys to Men and New Kids, Legends sold out. I mean, you couldn't go wrong there. So, you know, we got the itch to go do it again, and hopefully we'll have the same success and enjoy each other's company and and enjoy our fans again uh, this go-around with this tour. So we're really excited about it. That seems like a beautiful note to end on. We really appreciate you guys coming in today, and uh, look for us screaming in the My 2K crowd this summer. Thank you guys for having Thanks us. Thanks for having us. to figure out where, what show to co- go see, I mean, you can go to my2ktour.com, and you get all the dates there. Okay. You can get your tickets there. So I'm just if you were wondering yes. which show you're going to go to, that's a good place to do some research. I, I was wondering. I was wondering. Thank you, Drew. <laughs> yeah, thank, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much to 98 Degrees for coming in to chat with us. It was really hard for me to keep my composure during that interview. And, uh, Katie gave up her no selfie rule, and we actually took a picture of her with 98 Degrees. You can find that on our Twitter. Yes, and Keith, thankfully, kind of, I think you you saved it from me like being way too inside my head on this interview because I was like very much flashing back to high school. So Aww. yeah, it was really no, but they were awesome. They were such a good interview. They, they were um, they were very uh, and when when the when we stopped rolling the interview afterwards, we we just were like talking shop briefly about the charts because they were really curious. Like, wait, what about this? And and we started talking about the Hot 100 chart and. Um, uh, 
who was it? Was it uh, Jeff? Was the one who was? Yeah, Jeff was had leading the conversation. And, on. But but Nick was just like, no, remember when that happened? And they didn't want to do this and that that that. Like he, they all had. Very he knew s- that um, the hardest thing hadn't been released as a single. As that a was single, right. and that's why it couldn't. It didn't go higher. Mm-hmm. And they knew that. Uh, they they knew very they remember specific things about how the charts worked at the time. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh no, we didn't put it out as a single, and so that's why it couldn't go any higher. It was an album cut, and blah blah blah. And Keith's like, man, you're speaking my language. I'm like, I love this. <laughs> Give me more. The artists understand. Um, well, I think it's time now for our chart set of the week. Yes. Katie, uh, which of the following boy bands have never had a number one single on the Billboard Hot 100? Ooh. Your choices are NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, The Jackson 5, The Monkees, or New Kids on the Block. Okay, I feel like I have two options. And so I have first choice and a second choice. My first choice, I'm hoping the right choice, is New Kids on the Block. Ah, uh, okay. Second choice is Jackson 5? So monk- the monkeys? What? Backstreet? Correct. Backstreet no Boys have way. never had a number one on the I Billboard totally Top 100. I totally thought I Want It That Way was a number one. Tell wow. me why it wasn't number one. Wow. In fact, I will tell you. I would have gone through almost everything. I knew NSYNC had a number one. So this actually falls back to what we were talking about with 98 Degrees after our interview. Mm-hmm. Um, back in the late 90s, it became a common thing where record labels would not release songs as commercially available singles. And back then, you couldn't. the internet didn't exist the way we know it now. You couldn't go just buy a song from an album, right. from an MP3. You had to go buy a CD single in a store or like a cassette or something. Cassingle. Cassingle. Isn't that quaint? So <laughs> what happened toward on the Hot 100 in the late 1990s was that a lot of songs would get really high, but they wouldn't get as high as you'd think that they would because they were kind of artificially held back in a way because they weren't released as commercial singles. So that said, Backstreet Boys' highest charting single was actually Quit Playing Games With My Heart. It went to number two on the Billboard Hot 100. I Want It That Way went to number six. However, on our airplay chart, the radio songs chart, Mm -hmm. which is the component chart in terms of airplay for the Hot 100, I Want It That Way spent three weeks at number one on the radio songs chart and quit playing games with my heart went to number two. Um, Show Me the Meaning of Being Lonely went to number two. I'll Never Break Your Heart went to number four. So it's one of those tricky things where... They were kind of aced out. In mm-hmm. Sync had the same problem, but In mm-hmm. Sync's label um, put out the occasional commercial single to remedy that, and that's how it's gonna be May yeah. went to number one mm-hmm. on the Billboard Hot 100. They were able to get a bye bye one. bye didn't go to number one. They didn't put out a commercial single, and it didn't have it didn't how why it was it was number one on lots of airplay charts, just not on. That's so interesting. Yeah, the rules are all different now. Crazy, crazy. So there's your chart stat. It's more of just a which of these bands did not get a number one single. But uh, there you go. There's your chart stat of the week. Uh, Backstreet Boys did not go to number one on the Hot 100, but they're still incredibly popular and we love them. Uh, Yes. Yeah, they're doing just fine. (laughs) Um, I think that's it for this week's uh, special boy band themed show. Right? Yeah, I think that's it. I I just want to like extend my heartfelt thanks to 98 Degrees? Well, to you for letting me do this <laughs> indulgent boy band show. I was like, where's this going? <laughs> to, 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 to 98 Degrees for coming in and saying hi. 
and to Lynn Randall for giving birth to Justin Timberlake. I was like, who's that? <laughs> That's right, Lynn. We're so happy that you gave us JT. Um, do uh, What song do we want to go out on? I feel like let's go out on some BB Mac. <laughs> sure. Uh, which... <laughs> Which which BB Mac song? Let's just go with back here. Back here. Yeah. Because we want you to come back here next week. Hey yo. <laughs> See you guys next week. Bye. I'm so alone, and there's no-